Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. At the beginning of the season, I devoted an entire episode to the invisible force called drag and described it as a form of enhanced inertia that affects women at work. I've gone on since then to describe the health landscape for executive women and explained why we all need a systematic approach to health. And I've spent the bulk of time since then laying out the framework of a puzzle we're all trying to put together. I feel like I'm explaining the rules of a new game, and we're all going to start playing. So listen, in this game called health, it's all personal. That's why we all get to have our own starting line. There's a path we have to navigate that crosses a landscape riddled with obstacles called time pressure, urgency at work, and travel. Every player has to navigate those obstacles. To navigate well, all of us need to learn techniques that minimize the drag on progress toward the goal. And meanwhile, there's an element of chance involved. A roll of dice decides when major life events will happen to you. Imagine the bad things we'd never want to have happen, heaven forbid. A house fire, a divorce, or a car accident. Imagine the good things we might await with anticipation, like getting married, having a baby, or getting the job of your dreams. Here's the thing. The game allows collaboration. Every player in the game can decide whether or not to help another player out. The other players can help you create opportunities and leverage them. But the game is tricky because things aren't always as they appear. There are illusions that distort reality and make it especially difficult to navigate the health landscape. No one can help you with the distortions because they don't see them the way that you do. And that's because the source of the illusion comes from you. When obstacles to healthy living loom large, you can be sure that internal dialogue has become a major player in the game. Unlike external forces like drag and chance, where the other players can see where they might be able to help you, the internal dialogue is an internal force. It's the story you are telling yourself. And since the other players can't hear it unless you decide to tell them, you are left to your own devices on how to cope. I've been playing the game long enough to know that when it comes to speaking about health, it's all personal. You may be having reactions to what I'm saying, or what I'm saying may be turning up the volume on your internal dialogue. One of my coaching clients brought this issue to the forefront by saying, the voice inside my head is really loud. Oh, doesn't that just go straight through your heart? It takes so much courage to confess. I'm holding my hand over the left side of my body, and I can literally feel my heart thumping. Her comment was so raw and so real. Personally, I can relate, and I bet you can too. I believe it was the psychologist and writer Carl Rogers who wrote, What is most personal is most universal. That's why, with my client's permission, I'm sharing her comment now. Everybody take a big breath. Hold it and let it out. You have just used your body to help your mind. It felt good. Let's do it again. Take a big breath. Hold it and let it out. Good. Does your brain feel oxygenated? I hope so, because it's time we dive deeper into these murky waters. We are playing a game in which the internal dialogue can be especially powerful for good or ill. 
I think of internal dialogue as the story we tell ourselves. Unless you engage in regular contemplative or meditation practice, it's likely that you've got internal dialogue playing in the background, kind of like elevator music, pretty much all the time. When's the last time you actually listened to elevator music? Unless unless it was particularly awful or particularly loud, you probably didn't listen at all. Within the Hello Health system, there's always more than one place you can choose to start in terms of making progress toward healthy living. When it comes to managing internal dialogue, one way to start is simply to take note and agree that internal dialogue is playing a role in how you think about your health and your overall sense of well-being. Yes, I want you to turn your attention toward the elevator music. What is the narrative you tell yourself about sleep or exercise or eating well? Many messages were laid down in childhood about these things. But there were other messages that we received in professional training and early career development that also shaped this narrative. My guess is that the narrative running in the background as it relates to your health and work has been one that consistently separates the body's needs from what work demands. So the elevator music that seems so innocuous playing in the background of your mind is actually sending you subliminal messages about the importance of exchanging restorative health practices for success at work. I know this firsthand. In medical school and during residency training, I was taught to give generously and in a disciplined manner without the expectation of gratitude. I was also taught how to meet high intellectual, emotional, and physical demands of my job with less sleep, rest, and recovery than I needed. I'm not looking for sympathy. These skills were requirements for my professional success. My guess is something similar has happened to you during your training, early career, and beyond. Let me just confess now. I have denied my body what it needs in so many ways. I have skipped breakfast and lunch so I could be on time to a meeting. I have skipped my workout so I could open the clinic early. I've stayed up late working on a presentation. I've had a hard time sleeping on the night before being the speaker at Grand Rounds. After giving a successful talk, I've gotten right back to work without taking a break. I've stopped meditating in the morning to help my daughter get to school on time. I've logged into my work email even though I was supposed to be on vacation. And the list goes on. I'm telling you these things because no woman with ambitious goals is immune. When you want big things to happen, you're willing to put in the time and effort, and our society tells us that hard work is necessary, so we don't think it should feel any different. The point is this. These behaviors have served my career. At the same time, they have endangered my health. It's just a fact that human bodies need sleep, good food, and exercise. We say we value our health, and when it comes to career stamina and making great contributions, we all need our health. So we need to reframe the way we think about the way we exchange healthy living for success at work. That's why we need to deploy health as a leadership strategy. But listen to how the internal dialogue can make things so much harder. I told you that I skipped breakfast and lunch so I could be on time to a meeting. Right around 4 p.m., I wondered out loud why I felt so irritable. I yelled at my daughter. Then I felt really crummy for taking my work stress out on someone I love best of all in all the world. I felt angry with myself. How could I do that to her? Recently, I skipped my workout so I could open the clinic early. 
this is never a good idea for me. I'm the kind of person whose mood depends on exercise. I'm happy and easygoing on days that I work out. If I miss too many workouts, I get snippy. And my husband is like, woman, what's wrong with you? So basically, I go for long runs, and that's why my marriage is still intact. When I don't go for my run, my stress level goes way up. And the end result is that I feel worried, stressed, or overwhelmed by things. Me being this way is not good for my vital relationships. My career would not go anywhere without the support of my husband. Let's lump some of the mistakes I've made related to sleep deprivation altogether. So I told you I've stayed up late working on a presentation. Then after giving a successful talk, I've gotten right back to work without taking a break. Ha, ah, working hard, then not sleeping because you want it to go well, then getting right back to work after things went a whole lot better than you planned. Can anyone relate? Well, from this vantage point, it's easy to see that working hard without taking a break causes fatigue. I have an amazing ability to completely wear myself out. After being forced by exhaustion to take a step back, I have felt so ashamed. I know better than that. I mean, I'm telling you about it. I should do better. So when my patient said, the voice inside my head is really loud, I could relate completely. I'm giving you specific examples of how one kind of internal dialogue I have with myself has given me accurate, negative, and unhelpful ways of viewing my situation. When that voice inside my head gets really loud, I tend to have one of three reactions. I feel angry at myself, or I get worried about all kinds of things, or I feel shamed by my actions. Because the internal dialogue is spot on in terms of being accurate, it can be really hard to turn the volume down on its negativity. The internal dialogue can be wildly unhelpful. It limits our potential by distorting the challenge, making it seem unsurmountable, and preventing the problem-solving mind from activating. What on earth to do about it? I started out today by trying to explain the rules of the game called health. What I've come to believe is that we can develop an accurate, more positive, and helpful way of perceiving. This is a skill, and we have to practice to hone that skill. All of us would do a lot better in the game called health if we agree to have a referee. I call the referee the internal observer. This name is borrowed from the literature on contemplative practice called the Enneagram. That's an interesting little word. It comes from Greek, so I'm going to spell Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. Learning about the Enneagram has convinced me that we all need a skilled internal observer to help judge the players on the board more fairly. The referee lets us know when we're out of bounds, when we've scored, and when we have to quit certain behaviors or get sent to the penalty box. I want you to avoid thinking that all you have to do is think positive and presto, you'll be healthy. That's not what I'm advocating for. For one thing, the internal observer is not a positive voice. It is a neutral observer. It notices. It doesn't judge thoughts or feelings as being positive or negative. It just notices that the thoughts or the feelings are there. A strong internal observer lets you know when you're making the game called health a lot harder than it has to be. That's a really useful tool to have in your backpack, kind of like having night vision goggles. If you're thinking, hey, where did I get me some of those? Here's how to go about cultivating your neutral internal observer. The internal observer notices when you feel angry, worried, 
afraid, or ashamed. Each of these negative emotions is an indicator that the volume on your internal dialogue has become too loud. Much of the power of these emotions comes from feeling out of control. You can't seem to help feeling that angry or worried or ashamed. That's when you know you're playing default elevator music, the stuff that's always there in the background of your life. This is the first step to being able to dial that old tune down. Think of it like being at a party where the music is so loud you can't hear the person right in front of you, and you really want to be able to hear what they're saying because you want to connect with them. Well, it's your house, and it's, it's your music, so you go over and turn the volume down a little lower. You don't necessarily change the music. That takes too long, and you don't want some other guest to disrupt the conversation you were just having. All this to make the point that you don't have to start thinking positive to be successful at hearing your internal observer say something like, you are really angry with yourself. Maybe some sleep will help. All you really have to do is turn the music down. Gosh, that's a helpful suggestion by the observer. After all, sleep helps our brains with emotional processing. It really is true that after a good night's sleep, things feel better in the morning. We all get to play this game called health. During the game, not all of us are aware that we've got headphones on. The music that's playing isn't necessarily music we want to listen to. It's just always kind of there. Or it's been part of the work environment for so long we've gotten used to it and so we don't pay attention. You know that music has gotten too loud when you start thinking pretty negative and wildly unhelpful thoughts. They get easier to spot when you realize that they are so negative that they keep you stuck and limit your potential. That's the sign that you need a quick chat with your internal observer to let you know what's really going on. To be able to hear that observer speak, you've got to turn the volume down just enough. Here's your action step for today. Don't take my word for it. Just try this for one week. When you find yourself feeling angry or resentful toward others, worried or afraid of what might happen, or when you feel ashamed, Recognize the thoughts you're having as pretty negative and wildly unhelpful. Choose to dial them down. Look for the referee in the game, the one I call your internal observer, and ask your observer what's really going on. Listen for any suggestions that might come. When's a good time to get started with all this? How about today? Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.